and welcome back to this latest edition of Become a Competent Biblical Counselor. My name is Dr. Dave Jones, and today I have a really exciting, at least it is to me, episode that's entitled Music Listening Therapy. You probably heard of music therapy. Music therapy is usually a tool and a concept used in the medical model. What we mean by that is with children that are having some behavioral problems or adjustment problems, people that have had strokes, people that are struggling with dementia. And it's exciting to see what the evidence that music has on these people when they start responding to the music that they hear. But that's the medical model. What I want to get into is something that I've fallen into years and years ago, and I use it in my counseling practice, and you might want to do it as well. Build this concept into your life and encourage your counselees to do likewise. It's called a listening therapy. Let me tell you what that involves and how we can go about using it in biblical counseling. First of all, what does the Bible say about music? Music is an inherent part of every society. The earthly sounds of throat singing in Mongolia and Siberia are as important to their cultures as Bach is to European cultures or drum-driven song and dance are to Native American cultures. Since music is such an important part of life, it should not be surprising that the Bible says much about it. In fact, the longest book in the Bible is its songbook, Psalms. Also, music is mentioned in the Bible over 800 times, and there are many scriptures that refer to music. So, let's see how we can use it in counseling. You may have remember a previous episode where I spoke about my experience as a Navy vet. Well, I auditioned for the Navy band. I had to go up and audition for the Navy School of Music, and I passed the audition. They put me in school for a year, eight hours a day, five days a week for an entire year. During that time, I spent a great deal of study, not only in having private lessons, but there was dance band, jazz band, concert band, ear training, music theory, music harmony, arranging, and it goes on and on and on. So by the time I finished with my schooling, I was pretty well grounded in all phases of music. But then I went home after discharge, and I had a rough time trying to assimilate to being a civilian, being a college student, being a husband. Uh, It was just difficult. Then, all of a sudden, I realized without, there was no plan on my part to do this, I started listening to Christian songs. And back then, it was Bill and Gloria Gaither. Some of you probably have heard them before. But I started listening as I was trained to the instrumentation, to the rhythm, to the syncopation, to the joining and and the voice uh, configurations in the songs and all those theoretical things until... Because I was having such a difficult time adjusting, I started concentrating on the message of the music. There were songs that were rejoiceful. There were songs that were praise songs. There were songs that really caused me to think about, I need to listen to this music and these messages more clearly and more carefully. You see, at that time, I had always thought that, and being raised in an independent Baptist church, that we didn't need anybody or anything to help us through uh, different 
social problems and issues that we were having, the Bible had all the answers. But where do you start? What do you do once you found a verse? What do you, how do you apply that? How does it make any sense? And a lot of times, we just give up and we don't try anymore. But listening to the message of the music, the message itself was telling me, well, for example, the song, Count Your Blessings, name them one by one. You probably have heard that song before. So I learned, why don't I start doing what I just sang that I'm going to do? Count my blessings, name them one by one. Then I started listening to other songs, listening to other messages. And before you knew it, or before I knew it, I started developing playlists that anytime I felt down, I would go to a, a playlist that had songs that were uplifting, that the messages were something that I could carry with me all throughout the day. Um, there were other times when I wanted to be just, as the Bible says in, in the Old Testament, be still and know that I am God. All right, set up a playlist of those kind of songs that put me in a meditative, slow-down mode where I could just enjoy what God is doing, enjoy the presence of God right then. And so it was back to putting into the per first-person singular the message that I heard in the songs and praying them back to God, and secondly, and most importantly, singing them back to God. Okay, so that's good place to start, but where do you start? There's an interesting verse in Deuteronomy 11:19. Here the author is talking about teaching our children scripture. But what if, now understand this, listening therapy does not take the place of scripture. It just augments and is in addition to and a help to scripture. In fact, it is scripture just put into music form. That's why the message is the most important thing in listening therapy. So anyway, the New International Version in Deuteronomy 11:19 says, Teach them to your children, talking about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. So, if we're going to teach our children scripture during those specific times of the day, why not listen to music during those times of the day? And let me just repeat what I mentioned earlier with respect to playlists. For example, some of the songs in your playlist, there's some in, in mine, for example, it says in the sweet by and by, thank him for the miracle, testify, look for me at Jesus' feet, the river keeps rolling. He came to me. What salvation's done for me. Still feeling fine. Then I met the master. In Christ alone. Lord, I need your touch. All these songs have an incredibly powerful message. And music itself is extremely powerful. Let me give you an, an idea. It's something that you can do. When you're talking to your counselees, ask them, tell me about your music. What do you listen to? And they might tell you what they listen to. And they might tell you, you could ask them, how much do you listen to this music? And they might tell you, they might have an idea that well, I listen to it every day. Yeah, I get up in the morning and I listen to music. Or I'm riding in the car on the way to work and I listen to my music. Um, and then on the way home, I listen to the music. What are you getting out of the music? Why not this new, different approach? Why not singing 
melodies to your heart and praises to the Lord in those specific four times of the day. And more if you want. The whole idea is, and some of you know what this is, you know, you've heard of an earworm. An earworm is that song you get going through your head and it's just there all day long. And you just sometimes it is so aggravating that you do anything to erase it out of your head while you do that by putting on another song and replacing it. But my point I'm trying to make is if you start your day listening to music as you're getting ready for work or school or whatever, on the way to your activity, continue listening to that playlist. And then throughout the day, carry that song with you in your head, hum it, sing it, whatever. And then on the way home, listen to it again. And then when you get ready to go to bed at night, listen to it again. Look how many times you have indulged yourself with the message of God's word that you probably never would do or could do by sitting and reading scripture all day long. Listen to the message of your music. Your music will do more for you than you'll ever know and you'll ever understand. For example, if you're in a room right now and you got a smartphone, you probably have music on it, turn it on. And let's say, for example, you're sitting in the kitchen and you're sitting at the table. Listen to, just pick a song. Listen to the song and listen to the whole song. Just listen. When you get finished listening to that song, play it again all the way through. Do you hear anything different that you didn't hear before? Okay, so you did that. Now let's stand up in that same room, play that song again. I know you've heard something different now because you are standing up. I don't explain it. I can't explain it. But when you change your posture, when you change your location, you change your sensitivity to the sounds and the music that you're listening to. The song that you listen to in the bathroom when you're trying to get ready for work is totally different in its intonation and its connectivity than it is in the car on the way to work. That's why it's important. You could lay down in your bed and listen to the same song. You're going to hear something different than you heard before. So many times we get into the habit of just listening to our music and it just becomes rote. We don't get anything from it. It's just then it's just it's just music. But why not make something of it? Understand when you're walking down the street with your headset on, listening to your music, you hear something totally different. You hear instrumentation that you didn't hear before. You hear enunciation that you haven't heard before. You've heard a message. You've heard a word that you haven't heard before. But the point is, do that and make a habit of that. Another thing, too, the Bible talks about making a joyful noise unto the Lord. And boy, don't we make a joyful noise, especially some of us who think that we can sing, but we just can't. But you know what's really important? Sing out loud to yourself in praise to God. That's a totally different experience. When you sing the message back to God and you hear yourself singing, that is totally different than just sitting listening because now you are involved in the message. So the point is this. Why not encourage your counselees to do the same thing? They've probably never heard of this before, but the important thing is you try it. This is not going to cost you anything. It's not going to hurt, but it's just a new way of 
listening to music and praising God with the message that he's given you. You are so impacted by that message. You sing it back to God with the determination that you're going to build that message into your life. And so be it. What a wonderful thing to introduce to people that are struggling with their day-to-day ideas and issues to totally change what's going on around them through music. But it's not just listening to any music. It's listening to the message. If there's no message, then don't listen to it. Now, somebody said once, well, what about if you're listening to an orchestra where there is no message? Understand this. If the orchestra is playing a song that you know the words to, you've got the message. Very easy to understand. If the orchestra is playing, count your blessings, name them one by one, you're singing right along with that because you know the words. So there is your message. Music is all around us, and it's given to us for a purpose. It's mentioned in the Bible over 800 times. Jesus and his disciples sang, and if he can do it, Why can't we do it? And if it's difficult for us to read Scripture and to apply Scripture to our life, okay, how about music? Select good music with good messages. Create your playlists and follow those and build them. I have been doing this for 40 years. Every morning I wake up with a song, a different song. That's how I start my day with that song. If I don't want to listen to that particular song all day long, I will change it before I get ready to come into the office and do anything else by listening to other songs. And uh, it's something that has always, always worked. It's something that I don't hear Christian counselors or psychologists and psychiatrists using it all, but we can do that. That's what biblical counseling is all about. It's all about the message. Hey, I hope this was uh, something that you hadn't heard before, and you can now use that too. But try it yourself. You're going to be surprised just how, just how effective it is, and sing to yourself. Uh, and who knows, maybe your dogs will want to join in, but uh, so be it. Anyway, if you have any questions, any concerns, um, feel free to contact me at Bible, B-I-B-L-E, help, H-E-L-P, the number 4, Y-O-U, at gmail.com. I'd love to talk with you, and uh, will join me on our next episode where I will we'll be talking about to be instant, in season, and out of season. What does that mean? Have a great day. Bye.